Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Derek Thompson, who's always an interesting uh, writer, has done the inevitable, incredibly long but insightful piece in The Atlantic about what he sees as the four main forces contributing to rising rates of depression among young people. And I'd say if you are a parent of a, you know, somebody who loves a young person who's struggling with this sort of thing, uh, definitely worth a read. But here's the brief version here are the four main forces social media use. A decline in socialization, part of that is COVID and idiotic, abusive COVID policies, if you ask me. Exposure to more bad news mm. and and modern parenting strategies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What, what are those? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, in order, the world is overwhelming and an inescapably negative news cycle creates an atmosphere of existential gloom, not just for teens, but also for their moms and dads, he writes. The more overwhelming the world feels to parents, the more they may try to bubble wrap their kids with accommodations. That's the modern parenting part of it. Over time, this protective parenting style deprives children of the emotional resilience they need to handle the world's stresses. So let's deal with that one. That's uh, To me, that's the big kahuna. That's the whole, uh, I read once uh, a couple of years ago, and it's absolutely brilliant. You are not ready for anything close to adulthood unless you have gotten lost and found your way back twice. I thought, wow, what an insightful description of what, you know, survival skill acquisition is really like or should be like in childhood. Yeah. Because I know you and I had that experience. Yeah. Right? And nobody does that with their kids now. And if you try to do it with your kids, somebody will call the police because <laughs> it seems so crazy. 
um, right. depending on the ages. I was just thinking, I definitely didn't do it during the COVID, which I hope had some impression on my kids. Like, we we flew and went on a vacation a couple of times in empty planes to empty hotels to empty streets because everybody else was hunkered down because of COVID. And I hope that made some impression on them about oh, risk or evaluating risk or whatever. Right. Well, you were talking earlier about a merchant you do business with who who confessed to you that I haven't gone anywhere or done anything for two years. Imagine what her children are like. Yeah. Yeah. For instance. But anyway, getting back to the uh, part of the text of the article. Uh, so the protective uh, parenting style deprives children of the emotional resilience they need to handle the world's stresses. Childhood becomes more insular. Time spent with friends, driving, dating, working summer jobs, all declining. Again, decline in spending time with friends, driving, dating, working, just getting out there on the decline. Uh, college pressures skyrocket. Outwardly, teens are growing up slower, slower, but online, they're growing up faster. Oh, wow, that's rough. The Internet exposes teenagers not only to supportive friendships, but also to bullying, threats, despairing conversations about mental health, and a slurry of unsolvable global problems, a carnival of negativity, which is a tone we try to avoid around here. Some days are more challenging than others. Wow, if we still, we used to have a guy who cut liners for us, like a low voice guy. We'd get that one done. A carnival of negativity. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Exactly. A carnival of negativity. Yeah, the world has always been overwhelming, but God, for almost all of human history, until a blink of the eye ago, you only knew about your little town. You didn't have any idea what was going on in the next state, let alone in freaking China. Well, and given Even if the horrible cr- things were going on in China, you weren't watching videos of them. Absolutely true, and given the cruelty of humankind, the only cruelty you'd be subjected to is that which was immediately around you. And something can be done about that, generally speaking, um, as opposed to all the cruelty of anybody you come in contact with online. Uh, the Internet, oh, uh, da, 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 da. social media places in every teen's pocket a quantified battle royale for scarce popularity that can displace hours of sleep and make many teens, especially girls, feel worse about their body and their life. Mm. Amplify these existing trends with a global pandemic and an unprecedented period of social isolation. And suddenly the remarkable rise of teenage sadness doesn't feel all that mysterious, does it? Well, it, it really hasn't ever to, to us as we've been talking about this stuff for quite some time. And then to get back to the discussion uh, yesterday during hour two of the show, and if you missed it, it's some incredibly powerful stuff. Transgender people, uh, gay people, uh, all sorts of sane people saying, hey, this this uh, trend of teens committing to trans uh, changing their gender, gender surgery, you know, the sex change surgery, uh, hormone blockers, hormones, kids making this decision is terrible. It's awful. It's indefensible. Even the Washington Post published an, a, an editorial saying that. So it's time to be open and discuss that stuff. Anyway, you add to what we've already described from this Derek Thompson piece, you add to that all of the activists, all the extremists, the uh, the the radicals who are trying to get inside kids' heads with critical race theory, queer theory, all of that stuff. And man, it is just a stew of of, of stuff kids should not be dealing with. 
piped into their bedrooms or onto their smartphones all day long at a time when they're increasingly isolated and being bubble-wrapped by their parents in some cases. Uh, gosh, what, 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 is there anything that can break this cycle? I don't know. I know I've done more of it than I ever thought I would do, and I'm not happy about it. Just It's weird, the momentum of society. Um, Got to keep in mind that all the people that invented this stuff won't allow their kids to do it. Because they right. know how dangerous it is and how bad it is for them. Yeah, that's a good point. And But then parents are saying, I hear you. I hear you, folks. The psychic connection. My kid is addicted to this stuff, mm. to the shots of adrenaline, to the new inputs, to the TikTok, to the whatever, well, the best, Instagram. Uh, one thing I know about addictions, one of the best ways to avoid uh, being addicted to something is don't ever start. So if I can keep my kids from ever starting on that stuff. They haven't so far. And and if you already have to recognize that you are an addict and need to do something about it. You know, I, I have uh, that that stupid, pathetic, I'm ashamed of it, that shot of adrenaline you get. Something new, something new, something new. Look, something new. There's a text. Wonder who it is. Let me check email. Let me check the news feed. It's just, it's turned us into crack monkeys. Maybe I'm fortunate in the last year has been so crappy. Pretty much every text or email I get is bad news. So I've kind of like been conditioned like a monkey in a cage to cringe whenever I hear the ding of a text. Oh, no. So Because wow. it's always bad news. So. so I'm like a crack monkey who's like now just a complete crackhead. You were the monkey that, I don't know, got jabbed or yeah. something. Yeah. When you were... Wow. wow. Any texts or emails are, oh, no, now what? <laughs> that is interesting. 